Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. And uh, it was amazing the truths that God is bringing. Um, and and I, I believe that there are people watching from all over the world that would be not only blessed but impacted by the teachings we'll be bringing forth. I'm excited to teach the message of faith and I look forward to us having a great time in the next 40 minutes as we share God's word. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Alright, let's pray. Let's get into the word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive and together our faith is built up. In the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name. I'd like to welcome every one of you to this awesome, awesome faith conference. And I like the theme, Faith That Works. Faith That Works. It's important for us to understand that when God... um, You know, when you look at the message of faith, there are people who... Look at the message of faith and you say, well, you know, all those faith people, those faith bunch, I really don't know what they're all about. It's all about materialism. It's all about, you know, people say he's a name and a grab it people. Uh, but that's not what it is. Faith is the only access by which we can receive what God has ordained for us. I'd like to repeat that again. Faith is the only access by which we can receive only that which God has provided for us. I like to put it this way. Faith takes what grace has made available. Faith takes what grace has made available. What does that mean? It means very specifically that you can only receive what has been made available by God. And this is very important because sometimes when we teach about faith, people wonder, oh, so why is my faith not working? But I believed. But I, you know, so if you don't have the proper foundation where faith is concerned, you might put all the blames on God and why your faith is not working. I'd like us to go to Matthew chapter 9 and verse 29. We can start from there. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 29. And uh, let's, can, can we go up a bit if it's possible? I'll, I'll just read from verse 28, but you can keep uh, the, the verse 29 on the screen. You can find that on your screen. So Matthew chapter 9, and let's look at verse 28. It says, thank you. And when he entered the house, the blind men came up to him and said, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They they, they wanted to receive healing from Jesus. And, 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 And Jesus asked them a question. Do you believe that I am able to do this? You see, the first thing to get your faith to produce is to have that absolute faith, that absolute belief that God is able to do 
what he has said. I'll repeat that again. The first foundation of a working faith is to believe that God has the capacity, has the ability to bring to pass everything he has said. You see, many times as we grow up in church, we get so familiar with scriptures, we get so familiar with, you know, uh, God and everything. You know, deep down in our heart, we really feel, I've heard people say this all the time, you know, this is Nigeria, I don't know what what will take place in your country, but I've heard people say this all the time, this is Nigeria, if you don't know anybody, you can't get anything done. How will a believer say that? And you know, a, a young man told me that the other time, he says, you know, this is Nigeria, if you don't know anybody, you can't get a job. I said, do you know anybody? He says, I don't know anybody. I, I don't know anybody. That's my problem, Pastor. I said, do you know God? He said, yeah, I know God. But, Brother Copeland will always say, get your butts out of the way so God can get to work. And that's exactly what it is. We have conditioned our mind and that conditioning of our mind have placed the limits on the abilities of God in our life. Praise God. You see, if you want your faith to produce, you have to take out every single limit that you've placed on God. Mentally, spiritually, physically, geographically. You know, sometimes you get into setting geography and you feel, you know what, in this place, woo, there can be a lot of resource for my ministry. Wow, there are a lot of rich people here. So, when you get into that environment, you don't find it difficult to believe God. But then, you get into an environment where it looks like there's no wealthy person there. What happens? Your faith begins to choke. Your faith begins to be limited. I'd want to urge you, first of all, you must, as we read in the scripture, do you believe that I am able to do this? Jesus said to them. And they said unto him, yes, Lord. Praise God. You see, that one answer, that answer to that question can get your faith on full gear. Yes, Lord, I believe you can do this. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, teaching on faith makes me excited, praise God. I believe, yes, Lord, I believe. I don't doubt your ability to get this to pass. No matter how difficult the situation is, praise God. No matter how past the economy is. No matter what the inflation figures are. No matter how difficult it looks like the assignment that God has given us is. If we believe that God is able to accomplish the very things He's said in our life. And we say yes Lord to Him. Then we can get the victory. Everything that dampens your faith in the ability of God will reduce the effectiveness of your faith. I would like to say that again. Anything that reduces, that dampens, that tramples on the, the, your, uh, your understanding of the ability of God to work in your life will trample, will reduce the effectiveness of your faith. If a man would see results in his faith life, the man must say yes, Lord, to the ability of God. I'll say that again. If a man would see the the if a man would see the ability of God in his life, he should be able to say yes, Lord, to the ability of God. And that's why it's important for us to understand this: that if a man would have his faith to work, if faith is going to work, you must, you know, how about it this right? Okay, most times when we want our faith to work, we go and study about faith. Okay, and we have faith in our faith. <laughs> All right. But the object of faith is not you. The object of faith is God. 
So, I recommend this, right? If you want to grow your faith, you want to make your faith work effectively, praise God, because the scripture tells us that our faith grows exceedingly. If you want to make your faith grow exceedingly, you know what? Spend time studying God. Spend time reading about God. Spend time feeding yourself on the word of God and feed on what God has done and feed on the ability of God. They that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploit. Glory to God. Exploit is rooted in the knowledge of God's ability. Exploit is rooted in the knowledge of, what, of, of who God is and what he has accomplished for us. Praise God. Let's go back to that scripture. It says... And, and, and the blind man came, to, came up to him And Jesus said to them Do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said to him, yes Lord Then He touched Their eyes Look at the statement of Jesus Saying According to your faith Be it unto you According to your faith be it unto you. I, I want us to take time and meditate on that. Think deeply on that. Do you realize something? Jesus did not say, according to what people said, be it unto you. He didn't say that. <laughs> Jesus did not say, according to your government, be it unto you. Jesus didn't say that. Jesus did not say, according to the medical facilities in your community, be it unto you. Jesus did not say that. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. It means that what released the power of God Unto their lives was their faith And what they received Was based on their faith I don't know how loud We can actually shout these That what you're receiving today Is based on your level of faith What you see someone else walking in Is based on their level of faith and see, you don't, that's why in this kingdom we don't have problems with other people. We don't compare ourselves with other people because it's very easy. If you want to see more of the manifestation of God in your life, well, you go ahead and build your faith. How does faith come? How does faith come? Romans chapter 10. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If we hear God's word, faith comes with it. You see, we can't talk about the effectiveness of our faith if we don't talk about us possessing faith. The new creation in Christ Jesus has faith already. You're not trying to get faith. You have it already. It's in you. When you got born again, you got born again by faith. Praise God. It's by faith through grace that you're born again. It's by faith you accepted Jesus. He dealt to every man according to the measure of faith. So you have a measure of faith to be able to produce results in your life. If you want greater results, where you go ahead and feed yourself in the word of God. I'll tell you this. If you listen to this, pay attention to this, it'll change your life. There is no circumstance that is unsurmountable. There is no problem that is beyond repair. There is no height you cannot attain with faith in God's word and faith in the leading of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Faith in the word of God. But most people... 
have faith in their circumstances. They have faith in the inability of the government to help them. And that's what they feed themselves with every day. Every day they're on social media, feeding on what's going on, feeding on the crisis in the world. That's doing something to you. It's not bringing faith to you. It's taking away your faith. It's taking away your faith. Every time you go to bed, you're taken out of your faith. You're taken out of your faith. You're taken out of your faith. And life, your resource is going to be unto you according to your faith. A child of God will prioritize feeding his faith over feeding his mind with the news. I'll repeat that again. A child of God will prioritize feeding his faith, getting built up in the spirit, feeding his heart with the word of God, so he can get the victories that God has already ordained for him. Listen to this. You are not trying to get the victories that are not there. These victories are yours by grace already. Praise God. Healing is yours by grace. Increase is yours by grace. Growth is yours by grace. Wholeness is yours by grace. Thank you, Lord. Shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Is yours already by grace. All you need is your faith is your connection point. Faith is the connection. Faith is the connection that you have to lay hold on it so you can have the victory. Oh, this is good. This is good. So, if somebody says, well, pastor, where do I start from? First of all, I'm not going to assume that you know how to get your faith increased. That's why I'm teaching you the basics. Feed on the word. Feed on the word. As you feed on the word, your faith will get to work. You know, I always tell people this. Have a faith project. Have a project in your life that you're believing God for, that your faith, you know, keep, keep working your faith. Don't pull back. Keep working your faith. Keep increasing what you're trusting God for. Keep increasing. Use your faith for kingdom assignments. Use your faith for kingdom assignments. Well, let's come back here. Look at what it says. It says, according to your faith, it shall be done to you. The New American Standard says, it shall be done to you according to to your faith. So what is done to you is according to your faith. Your experiences is according to your faith. So your faith is what determines how much of what you receive in the kingdom. It's not your economy. It's not the location where you're pastoring. It's not the city that God has sent you. It's your faith. So if you understand that your faith is the, uh, the factor, your, your faith is the determinant here now, the determining factor on what you get from the kingdom, then you will prioritize the growth of your faith, the feeding of your faith, and the use of your faith. Let me put it this way. You'll prioritize the feeding of your faith the use of your faith and the growth of your faith. Let me repeat that again. If you understand that it's going to be unto you according to your faith, you would prioritize the feeding of your faith. You would prioritize the use of your faith. And you prioritize what? The growth of your faith. You see, one of the most important assets you have as a child of God is your faith. I'll tell you, one of the most important, important, important assets you have spiritually to be able to change things, to be able to alter 
the circumstances in your life and the challenges you're going through and what is happening all around the world today, the tool that God has given to the child of God to be able to alter these things, it's faith in Him and faith in His Word. Let's go to Mark chapter 11. Mark 11. You can't teach faith without Mark 11, 23. Praise God. Let's go to Mark chapter 11. Thank you, Lord. I hope you're getting blessed. If you are, say something on the comment page. Make sure you share this and just get the word out there. Praise God. Let's go to Mark chapter 11. Can we start reading from verse 12? Let's get to verse 12. And we'll stop at verse 14. Then we'll skip and come down. Verse 12. On the next day, when they had left Bethany, he became hungry. Seeing at a distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see it. Perhaps he would find anything on it. And when he came in it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. Then he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were listening. Alright? Now, let's go to verse... Uh, 19 Okay Can we get a verse 19 And when evening came They went out Of the city Alright When evening came They went out of the city And as they were passing in the morning They saw the fig tree Withered up from the roots Dried up The King James Version says from the, from the roots They saw it and Peter calling to remembrance, he remembered, oh, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered. Now, I want you to see something. And this is very important. I've taught this several times. Jesus did not look at that fig tree and say, you know what, I curse you. I curse you. Ah, nobody, I, I curse you. No, he didn't say that. He just said, Nobody will eat food from you anymore. And the fig tree dried up. You know, many times people wonder why their lives are the way, is the way it is. They say curse words without necessarily thinking they are curse words. This is big. You know, people, when you listen to people's casual conversation, they actually put limits in their life by their casual conversation. You hear what's like, oh, in this country, hey, you can't get a good job. You can't get a good job. What are you saying? You're actually placing a curse on yourself. Is it somebody say, I'm stating the facts. Don't just state the facts, state the truth. What's the truth? The truth is not what is going on out there. The truth is God's word. What about if you say, you know what, I know how things are in this country, but there is a place for me. There is a job for me. There is a place in this city for me. The Lord has sent me to this city and I'm taking over. Glory to God. The Lord has sent me to this city and our ministry is growing. Our ministry is prospering. As opposed to saying, ah, in this town, they don't like coming to church. And yet you're praying people should come to church. And yet every day you say, they don't like coming to church. So what do you want? I, I want you to see that words, words, if a man will have his faith to work, he must first be conscious of his words. You must guard your words. Your words will determine the direction of your life. 
Your words are what locates you in the realm of the spirit. By your words, miracles are either coming to you or coming or going from you every day. They either attract or deflect the miraculous working power of God. I say that again. Your words will either attract or deflect the miraculous working power of God. Look at this. And Jesus answered, saying to him, or to them, have faith in God. And we know the Greek rendering of that says, have the God kind of faith. Well, he was telling them to have the God kind of faith, or have faith in God, because at that time, they weren't born again. The, the faith of God has not been dealt to them like we have right now. So, if, if it were to be today, Jesus wouldn't say, have the God kind of faith, or have faith in God. If it were today, Jesus would say, what are you doing with your faith? Why would Jesus not say have faith in God? We already did. When we got born again, we already had faith. You know, if we didn't have faith, we wouldn't, uh, if we didn't have faith in God, we wouldn't be born again. So, Jesus wouldn't tell us now today to have the God kind of faith because we already have the faith of God. So, the faith of God is in me. Say it after me. Say God's, God's faith is in me. I have faith in God. Say, it. say I have faith in God. Well, learn to use your confession. Say it. I have the God kind of faith and I put it to work and I'm experiencing increase. Glory to God. Let's say that one more time. Say, I have the God kind of faith. And I'm putting into work and I'm experiencing increase. Glory to God. What you think would, would happen in your life if you say that every morning where you get up, glory to God. I have the God kind of faith. I'm putting into work and I'm experiencing increase. It'll cause things to begin to shape up. It'll cause things to begin to align for you. Praise God. So it goes on to say, have faith in God, verse 23. Truly I say to you, whoever says, whoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Whosoever can have whatsoever. Oh, glory to God. This gets me super, super, super excited. Whosoever can have whatsoever. Whosoever, that means you qualify. Are you not a whosoever? I am a whosoever. Whosoever qualifies to get their faith to work. It says, whosoever shall say, shall speak unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he said. Hey, hey, come on. If you believe. What you say shall come to pass, and you will have what you say. So the first question I'm asking you is, what are you saying? Somebody say, Pastor, I don't know why my faith is not working. I, I really don't know. I try to believe God. It's not working. I don't know why my faith is not working. I'm like, 
You don't know why it's not working? He says, yes, that's why it came. I don't know why my faith is not working. Every time, I don't know why my faith is not working. And I'm like, if your mouth will keep quiet, it'll work. Because your mouth is saying exactly why it's not working. Why it's not working is what you're saying. You keep quiet. Why don't you start saying, hey, my faith is working. Oh, yes, my faith is producing results. Glory to God. I might not see the physical manifestations yet. But angels have gone on my behalf. Oh, the money will come. That life partner will come. My my future is bright. My best days are ahead of me. I say that all the time. I say my best days are ahead of me. I don't look at my future with like, Oh God, I wonder what's going to happen. The way this country is going. The way this world is going. Oh God, just help us. I don't know what's going to happen. I know exactly what's going to happen. I don't care what goes on in this world. What's going to happen to me. The light. The path of the just shall shine brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. I'm arising because kings are coming unto the, the brightness of my rising. Glorious things are spoken of me because I'm the city of the living God. Praise God. The favor of God is in my life. People want to do me good. I'm the blessed of the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God, Brother Copeland. We say, well, I've preached myself happy. And that's exactly what I've done. I'm the blessed of the Lord. I am the redeemed of the Lord. He says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The redeemed of the Lord has to say something. The faith that works. The faith that works is a speaking faith. The faith that works is the faith that speaks. Is the faith that says. Is the faith that speaks. Mark Hankins would say, never run at the giant's with your mouth closed. Never run at the giants with your mouth closed. The faith that will work is the faith that speaks. Look at it again. It says, if you would say, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. You know what? Sometimes you need to stop addressing God. Sometimes you need to stop praying to God. Speak to the mountain. He didn't say, talk to me about the mountain. He says, you talk to the mountain. You know what David did? You know what David did? He ran to Goliath and says, you know what? I'm going to cut your heads off today. I'm going to cut your head off. I'm going to feed your flesh to the birds of the earth. He was talking to the giant. You see, the grace of God for victory has already been made available to us. You speak to that mountain. You speak to that church. You speak to that account. You speak to that body. You speak to that marriage. You speak to that circumstance. And you hold fast. Your confession of faith, you don't back down. You, You don't back down for the devil. You hold fast what you're believing God for. You keep declaring it in spite of opposing circumstances and don't change your confession. Don't change your confession. Every tantrum the devil is going to throw, every distraction the devil is going to bring, listen to me, hey, come on, listen to me now, pay attention to this, every distraction the devil is going to bring your way, he's going to do it to change your confession, to alter your confession. Don't fall for those lies. Don't fall for those lies. 
When you speak to that tree like Jesus did, the leaves might still be there. The green leaves might still be there. The leaves might still be standing. But when the word of God goes forth from your mouth, the roots are being attacked. The roots are drying up. Don't go there and say, I wonder why this tree is still standing. No, it's not standing anymore. You've addressed it. You've spoken to it. God is working on your behalf. Why don't you lift your hands and say that? Glory to God. God is working on my behalf. That gets me excited. To just know that behind the scene, God is getting something ready for you. Behind the scene, favor is coming to you. Behind the scene, glory to God. The Spirit of God is working things. The healing has started. The deliverance has started. The miracle working power of God, the favor of God has started. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, you know, many times, uh, there are certain times I want to bless some people. Uh, I've had it in my mind. Oh, well, I want to bless this person. And um, maybe the person comes around and they start complaining. Oh, things are dead and that and that. And it's complaining. And I'm sitting there looking like, do you know what God has already spoken in my heart to do for you? Praise God. I had this um, interesting scenario. Uh, a, a minister of the gospel, a dear minister of the gospel, came to me and wanted my advice on something. They were about to have a building project. And uh, whilst, whilst I was talking to him, when he came in and I sat down and we started to talk, he was saying, you know, Pastor, we've got this building project. Immediately he said, building project. The Spirit of God on my inside ministered to me to sow towards the building project gave me a figure to give so I had that in my heart and um, he kept on talking and he began to talk about how there were no funds where that is concerned and in my mind I was saying you see what while you were, I didn't tell him, but in my mind I was saying, you know, even before you started talking about this, the Lord has already started ministering to me about what to give. So I encouraged him. I said, you know what? I didn't tell him then what the Lord told me to do. I encouraged him. I said, you know what, brother? If God gave you this mandate, he has the resources to get it to pass. I encouraged his faith. I fed him with the word of God. Praise God. I spoke to him about God's word. I encouraged him. I encouraged him. I encouraged him. And he said, well, praise God, I'm excited. He took my advice and uh, he went on back to his city. Uh, two weeks, a week later after that, I, in fact, he got back home and that week somebody sent them an offering. He was excited. He said, oh, pastor, wow, somebody sent me an offering. So he received that. Then I sent mine. The, the, the next week I sent mine He was like oh wow I wasn't expecting this and, and up till today They're still on the project He keeps sharing with me testimonies of people Getting resources to him I, I'm, I'm giving this example Because I want to prove I, I want to get to a point So you pay attention to this And they are on the building project now Now imagine he came to me and he said that. And I said, you know what? Oh, hey, hey. Your building, when there's COVID pandemic, your building, oh, there's no money. People have lost their jobs. Oh, there is inflation. Inflation has even gone to 17.75%. You know what I suggest? Leave that building for now. Just leave it. Just focus on the little you have. What do you think is going to happen to him? 
His faith is going to go down. He will start confessing. He will start repeating the things I was saying to him. That's why, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going round. This is so, such a vast subject, so I'm going round and you just pick what the Spirit of God will have you. That's why you need to have faith friends who will encourage you to say what the Word says. You need to have friends around you that when that problem comes, that problem comes in your life, you know what? They say, hey, 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 don't give up there. Speak the right words. You will have victory. The doors will open for you. Glory to God. The doors of the nations are opening to you. The favor of God is over your life. Don't have people who would organize the pity party of doubt in your life. Oh, that's a golden statement right there. Don't have people around you who would organize the pity party of doubt in your life. Glory. Man, I love Reverend, I love that statement. That's that spirit that spirit field. That spirit field. I've never heard that before. Just hearing it coming out of my mouth. Never hang around people who would organize a pity party around your doubts. Hang around people who will stay your faith for supernatural victory. Let's get into the word. Let's finish this. Let's get into the word. Thank you, Lord. It says, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be thou removed, and thou and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Let's look at two things there. The first thing is, the faith that we work has to be specific. The faith that we work has to be specific. Let's put it this way. If you don't know what you're believing for, how would you know when it arrives? Many people have vague faith. They, their faith is vague. They, they're just, ah, I'm trusting God. Ah, things will be better. Ah, I'm believing God. My life will... No, what are you... What are you be specific. What, do, what, do, what will things will be better? What does that mean exactly? Praise God. Find scriptures. Find the word. And stand on the word. And when you are in a place of prayer, you say, in the name of Jesus, I'm believing that this is going to be the outcome of my life. Glory to God. Eh? Faith that works has to be specific. It says, you say to this mountain, be cast out. It didn't say describe the mountain. Faith that works doesn't describe the problem. Are you hearing this? Don't use your mouth to enlarge the problem. Repeat after me. I will not use my mouth. To enlarge the problem. Come on, I said, repeat after me. I will not use my mouth to enlarge the problem. Now say this after me. Rather, I will use my mouth to take away the problem. We don't use our mouth to enlarge the problem. Our mouth is not meant to describe the problems. Our mouth is meant to remove the problems. Wow, that's good. That's good. Our mouth is not meant to describe the problems. Our mouth is meant to remove the problem. Pay attention to this. 
Your mouth is God's given tool for absolute victory. Your mouth is God's given tool for absolute victory. What God has ordained, what God has designed for us is that we have absolute victory by the things that he has called us to do. And one of the ways we can get that absolute victory is to put the word of faith, which is the word of God. Paul says this is the word of faith. The word of faith, which is the word of God. The gospel, which is the power of God unto salvation. Put it in our mouth and let it out every time that the circumstance comes against us. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It says, faith has to be specific. What, what, what specifically are you addressing? What are you... Ad- be specific about it. How much are you believing God for? Now, be careful here. Be careful. Don't go about there. Oh, well, well, okay. I'm, specific. I'm believing God for seven trillion. You know, when you have said that, even in your heart, you know that <laughs> there's no way you're getting that seven trillion. Why? Because there's doubts there. You know. So, I'll tell people, start at the level. Start at the level. Start at the level where it's comfortable for your faith. Don't choke your faith. Grow. I mean, you have all the time in the world to grow. So start at the level. You know, sometimes when we're trusting God for things in the ministry, you know, what happens all the time is when we're believing God for things in the ministry, I, I get some faith messages, I get some faith books, I keep reading. Now, I'm believing God, let's say, I'm believing God for X, Y, Z amount of Naira in the ministry. Let's say 300,000 Naira to get something done in the ministry. At the point, it looks big to me. Oh, this is big money. Then, I leave the money. I leave thinking about the money. I get into the Word of God. I start reading about the miracles of provision. I get into the Word of God. I get into materials by ministers of God that I respect. And mentors and my role models in the ministry. Get a message of my dad around that subject. I start listening. Now, what's happening is, when I start doing that, that problem will begin to diminish. That amount will begin to diminish. It will begin to come down. It will get to a point where I just see it's done. There's nothing here. At that level, the spirit of faith has kicked in. But what I did was out specific. Okay? Out specific. So sometimes even when people come to me for healing, I minister healing to them, of course, and there are some cases I tell people, well, go to the hospital, find out what is wrong. Let's know exactly what we're addressing. And then they go to the hospital, they do their diagnosis, we know, oh, this is it. I say, okay, medically, what do they say should need to happen? So people say, oh, my hormone needs to come down, red blood cell needs to do this. And I say, okay, fine. Now what we're going to do, we're going to speak to that thing. We're going to address that. We're going to speak to that thing directly. If it's the bone, we talk to the bone. If it's your blood, we speak to your blood. What are we doing? We're being specific. Because faith that works is not vague. Faith that works, it's very specific. Glory to God. So let's just finish this up. Thank you, Lord. And we will continue tomorrow. Please make sure you're tuned in tomorrow at about the same time. And um, it'll be of a blessing to you. It says, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. It says, And for very I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not die in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Now, let's look at that thing about doubting in the heart. Doubting in the heart. You see, one of the things that stops people's faith from producing is doubt. Doubt. And unbelief is the thief of God's greatest blessings.
You have to make sure that your heart is so full of faith that there is no room for doubt. How would you do that? It's called the law of displacement. As you keep feeding your faith, doubts will leave. If you feed on the news, if you feed in the, on the report of people, if you feed on what's going on in the world all the time, if that is your dominant conversation, your heart will be full of doubt. Okay? So, many times, people do not want to labor to enter the rest. What do I mean by that? People really do not want to labor to enter the rest that is available by grace. They don't want to put in that effort. What they just want is, you know, yeah, I believe God. I don't know what God... No, you have to spend time on that. Spend time in that scripture. Spend time in that word. Until faith arises in your heart. The spirit of faith kicks in. That becomes stronger than anything else that you're saying. It, it's a reality that, that grips your spirit. It will begin to alter your confession. I mean, I, do, I, I don't... I've done that over the years. I don't... I don't have doubts about God's provision. It's something that... It's even not a prayer point anymore. I mean, there were years that I fed on the supernatural supplies of God. There were years I fed on prosperity. I don't don't have a lack consciousness. I don't have a deprivation consciousness. There might be times I'm without money physically in my bank account, in my pocket. It doesn't alter my, my state. It doesn't alter my confession. That's the truth. I believe that God supplies my need according to his riches in glory. That reality is stronger in my heart than inflation figures. That reality is stronger in my heart than the number of people who are sitting in my church. That reality is stronger in my heart than the number of partners that I have. God is my greatest giver. God is my greatest partner. He is my source. Every other thing is a channel. If you understand this, you would realize that God, if you have this in your heart, you realize that God will move heaven and earth to get things to you. How did God feed Elijah? Through the raven. The raven. The ravenous bed. Man, I tell you, how does a bed know where bread is? And how does a bed know where Elijah is? This is a bed not trained by anybody. But God gave that bed both addresses. Glory to God. I always tell people God knows where you are. He knows your address. He knows where you are. He knows the nation that you're in. Can I tell you something? Ministers in this part of the world, in Africa, my heart goes out to ministers in Africa, stop putting up the image of being beggarly. Stop putting up that image. Praise God. God knows why we were born in this great and lovely continent. And whatever we need, God's going to get it to us. Whatever we need to do to get the, the message out, God will make those provisions. Praise the name of the Lord. We, we, need to, we need to renew our mind where that is concerned. We're not inferior to anybody. i say that again. We're not inferior to anybody. The gospel that God is giving to us is the gospel is giving to other people. If we stay strong in it, it will cause all our needs to be met. Thank you, Lord. So, you must be very deliberate in taking out doubts from your heart. You have to be intentional about that. And what does that mean? You're very practical about that. If there's something you're trusting God for, and still in your heart you feel like, ah, this thing, I don't think if God will do it. Ah, I don't think. Oh, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Get back to the Word. Just leave that thing. Get back to the Word. Keep feeding yourself where that is concerned. It might be healing. Take healing testimonies. Take healing scriptures. Go to the book of Mark. Read the healing miracles. It will come to a point in your heart where doubt will be eliminated. 
Faith is what it needs to settle in your heart so that your words will come to pass. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I believe that my time is up. I believe that um, tomorrow we're going to continue with this. I'd like to, to get a part two of this message and follow up on this series. And I believe that your faith is going to produce and your best days ahead of you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for everyone that's tuned into this message. I pray that the light of God's word will shine in their heart and it will come into the place of absolute victory in every area of their lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.